Connor Happer. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave. Mike Shaper. With a box of scraps. This is Happer and Shaper. Welcome back. War of Happer Shaper here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Connor Happer with you this morning. And we're joined now on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline by Parker Gabriel from the Lincoln Journal Star. Hello, Parker. Hello, Connor. How are you? Good. Any uh, any news? <laughs> no, there's nothing going on. <laughs> no, just a crazy coaching carousel and constant watching of the transfer portal. And, uh, oh, yeah, there's four assistant coaching jobs open. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, um, their coaches are on the road. They're recruiting. Frost is recruiting and looking for coaches, and there's guys getting $100 million contracts and losing and leaving the best jobs in the country to take other best jobs in the country. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. So uh, what's, uh, I guess, what's the, if you were to predict the first kind of movement here, because while yesterday was a busy day around the sport um, with the portal and, and coach movement, it was relatively quiet around here. I think we're still waiting on a, a couple things. Obviously, the, the coaches part, uh, but still some sort of announcement. I I don't. Will there be an announcement for Adrian Martinez and what his intentions are? And you know, I guess when might we expect that? Yeah, that's yeah. Probably there will be. I don't know if it's. I mean, I don't know when it's coming, um, and I don't know what he's going to decide. I do think there was some. You know, Scott Frost said um, before the Iowa game that there was a sense of urgency in that decision and they didn't think it would take real long. I think that, you know, I, I probably thought when he said that, I, I was probably thinking about the days after the Iowa game. I don't know. Maybe it won't be quite that quickly. Um, you know, there's, I mean, clearly it didn't happen in the first couple of days. And now, you get into it and there's a lot of movement and there's kids making decisions. There will be, um, you know, over the next couple of weeks and, uh, you know, not just at Nebraska, but all over the place. And so I, maybe it won't be as immediate as I thought it was going to be. Um, and now, now watch it. You know, right. It'll happen two hours right now. from now or something <laughs> like that. But I think, I mean, he, he's clearly got a decision to make. I just think it's probably more along the lines of sometime in the next couple of weeks rather than clearly, you know, in the two or three days after the season ended. What, I mean, with all this movement around the sport and then there will be trickle down after that, obviously with staffs and, and coordinators and Nebraska is looking for a coordinator right now. Are, are they, do you get the feeling that they're far enough down the line looking for an offensive coordinator where they, they're kind of zoned in on the guys that they a group of guys that they want to where they're kind of like, the rest of the movement doesn't quite matter as much or is it still in the early stages kind of? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, I don't, I don't know the answer. I have a little bit better feel for some of the people that are in play for some of the staff jobs rather than the OC job, but the OC job is going to have some bearing on what happens with the staff jobs. So I think it's, you know, it's so interesting because there's been there's just been a ton of names that have sort of like bubbled up and either disappeared or hung around or whatever. And so it's hard. to I think it's a little bit tough to tell um, exactly where they are in the coordinator search. Um, and then, you know, it's like every day, too, there's the 
I'm not saying he's going to be a candidate, but like yesterday, Auburn lets a guy like Mike Bobo go. It's like, yeah. oh, well, there's an experienced SEC coordinator right. who now needs a job, you know? So then you can go back and forth on, maybe they've just had a guy zeroed in and they're waiting either to get paperwork finalized or maybe there's a championship game, you know, connection or whatever this weekend. Um, it could be that simple and they've just done a really good job of keeping it really close to the best. Uh, or maybe there's still multiple, you know, potential avenues uh, in play on that front. What are they? What are they looking for? Or I guess, what qualities are they looking for in an offensive coordinator? It's interesting because if you take everything that Frost has said about what he wants, it sounds like a pretty tough um, find. You know, it's it, it, yeah, it sounds like a tough find because you want someone who you trust to turn the keys over basically, but you also want, you know, Frost is adamant and and he has good reason to be that, that the system works. Um, You know, it's gotta be run well, just like any system on the planet. But um, there are things about what the Chip Kelly, you know, sort of Scott Frost system does and the conflict it creates and the big plays you can generate that has worked. And certainly uh, has worked in other places and, and to some degree in Lincoln too. So they want to marry some ideas between someone who's coming in and some of what they do. Um, and and so if you want someone who's you can trust to lead, but who's willing to be malleable system wise, uh, who can call plays, who maybe coaches quarterbacks, but maybe doesn't. Um, that just you're sort of talking about a particular fit. So the question is does it have to check all those boxes or is that just sort of the, the, the wish list in terms of, Hey, any of these things would be great. And then we're just going to find someone who at least fits a couple of them. Uh, And we don't know the answer to that. Right. That's funny. Yeah. Like when you describe it, it almost sounds like they're talking about a specific person, you know, like it's, it's, it's that specific, but it does. But if you're looking for fresh idea, you know, like people naturally, like people talk about Mark Helfrich. Well, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure that you learn new things when you go to a new place, like an NFL team, but is that really like, would that be fresh ideas and a, and a new voice, you know, yeah. but then someone else, if you're talking about outside the sort of organ tree then you're talking about mixing systems and that's fine like that's fine that maybe that's where creativity is found it just there's there's a lot of i think if you were to follow the uh diagram the organizational chart of what what frost has everything he said about the oc i think you could make your head spin about like (laughs) where are they going to find this person uh but maybe he exists or maybe um it's a little bit of a looser you know, guide to finding an offensive coordinator and not meant to be taken quite so literally. That's it. Okay. So then I'll, I'll just ask you, what would you, what would you value the most, you know, it, it, given Nebraska's situation and what their struggles have been over the last couple of years, what, what quality would you value, you know, put the, the biggest piece of the pie chart, um, you know, what, what would you assign it to? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't think that Big Ten experience has to be a prerequisite, but I do think it's sort of like, okay, so Scott's been in the Big Ten for four years now. He knows what it looks like. He knows what it takes to win in the league, even though he hasn't won enough in the league. You know what it looks like. Right. You don't have to look like Wisconsin or Iowa. 
you probably aren't going to look like Ohio State overnight, but you understand the ingredients that go into success in the Big Ten. And Frost obviously schematically understands it at a much higher level than I certainly I do, probably most of us do. So I think it's just about finding somebody who you believe that this is sort of a general answer, but someone who you believe that what they do works in this particular league, in this particular division. And so yeah. that might not mean, I mean, that could still be a young guy, you know, that could still be a guy who's in his early thirties and is at a group of five school and putting up huge numbers or whatever, as long as you really sort of fundamentally believe that, that whatever system that is works in the big 10 West. So I think it's probably more based on, it's always hard to tell is somewhat, you know, did UCF win in 2017 simply because they were more talented than everybody? I mean, some of it was schematics and some of it was the talent that was there and all of that. So you're, you're trying to answer the question of what is it that's going to work in the West? And then how do you go about installing that and implementing it? So to me, that's more than a guy who can be a standalone sort of offensive leader. I think Frost is always going to have his hands on the offensive side of the ball to some degree. So I don't think you need yeah. exactly that. Yeah. I don't think you need exactly innovate, you know, the most innovative person you can find, but you need somebody who you trust and who has a system that can work in a really rugged league. Yeah, that's good. As far as the portal is concerned, um, Parker, I, I think we, we kind of just, went on the notion over the last few weeks and months is like, well, they're going to be, they're going to be pretty active. Where are their positions? How are they approaching the portal? Is it, is it positionally like here's, here's what we need um, and the type of guy that we need, or is it kind of just like, all right, whatever pops open, we're going to take a peek and kick the tires and see if they're a fit. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, they're, they're clearly targeting offensive linemen. Um, I think they could use a you know a, a uh, experienced defensive back. Um, they could you know if there's a, there's a pass rusher um, that they think can make a real difference. Nobody says no to those right, guys. Right. Uh, and then obviously quarterback is is sort of the the wild card in terms of how heavily do they go after somebody. Um, that's probably that's probably a conversation more for when an offensive coordinator is in play in place just based on connections and system and all of that. But uh, in the meantime, O-line for sure seems like secondary for sure. Um, you'd take help uh, up front defensively if you can find it. And then I think if you want to talk about like where, where are they going to be more like best player available or best fit available, that feels like the direction it's going offensively, like skill position wise, maybe they think, maybe they, they think or believe like, Hey, we have to have, an outside receiver to go along with, you know, or a slot guy to help replace Teray or whatever. Um, but it feels a little bit more like you don't absolutely have to take a running back, but if you can find yeah. a guy who you think could really be at the top of your room, obviously that would be attractive. Same goes for receiver. Um, maybe even tight end, you know, if, if Travis Volklet comes back and you've got Fedoni, obviously if somebody falls in your lap or you've got a connection with somebody you think can make a difference or fill a role great um you know if not maybe the uh the focus goes elsewhere parker just just one more for you because i'm super interested in the in the running back spot and and obviously all that 
they kind of went through there this year and already a guy in, in the portal and in, in Savion Morrison. Is it just do you think they view it next year as just like, well, this is this is probably going to be Gabe Irvin and we need to complement that uh, even coming off of the injury? Or do you think they're still trying to find like a top of the line guy? Well, I think if you can find a top of the line guy, I just don't see how you say no. Right. I mean, look around, look around the Big Ten and look at what a difference having, you know. I mean, look Hassan what a difference Haskins. having Kenneth Walker or you know Hassan Haskins or or Travion Henderson or Braylon Allen. Like you know, Mohamed Ibrahim's coming back for Minnesota next. Obviously, that's a long road to recovery, but but look what they did with their backups in the meantime. You know, uh, Marquise Irving and Ty Thomas are pretty darn good. So you know, Tyler Goodson. So you've got to be, you've got to be really good at running back. Otherwise you're going to be below average in the big 10. And maybe, you know, it's, it's, it's the worst case scenario um, is Gabe Irvin and Ramirez Johnson and, and, you know, Yant or whoever else at the top of the room. Um, You know, that's not a bad starting point, but I think you're always on the lookout for someone uh, who you feel like can really, you know, be a difference maker and be a game tilter. And they just haven't, you know, I mean, maybe Irvin would have been that by the end of the year if he'd, conti- you know, stayed healthy and, and continued on that track. Maybe not as a true freshman. Um, but they haven't really found that guy. I mean, Ramirez Johnson did a really nice job this year. Um, and, you know, Diedrich Mills, when he was healthy, um, did nice things in his two years in Lincoln. But they have not had a guy who yeah. teams look at and say, holy cow, what are we going to do about him? Uh, in quite a while in the backfield here. And, and that's a spot that they need to have a guy like that at some point if they're really going to, you know, uh, get this thing turned around and, and make a run in the West. For sure. Uh, ne- never more evident than watching Michigan. <laughs> they, yeah, 100%. They, yeah. And yeah. I mean, never more evident than watching almost literally any good team in the country. <laughs> right. I mean, all, there's a lot of really good running backs out there. And, and Nebraska's. Whether he's on the roster right now or not, they, they've got to have one next year. Yeah. All right, Parker. Thanks for uh, thanks for the time. Appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Yeah. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the chaos. Will do as always. I thrive in it. Parker Gabriel from the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, appreciate his time this morning. We will take a quick break. We'll come back with Rico in for true or false next. More of Happer and Shaper is coming your way on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.